Dean by day, Dunia by night. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> bro, shut up, bro. <clears throat> We're back. After um, uh, 155 months. That's uh, it's quite the hiatus, if I would say. Yeah. It's uh, a lot, a lot, I would say a lot has happened within the past, I think almost a year now, right? It's... We can start with, where the fuck is Mario Judah? <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what the irony of that is, is the fact that where, where is he actually though? That's a very good question. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I haven't heard of this man on Reddit yet. He hasn't popped up on any social media that I haven't been on. Yeah, I know. He's not that's... on Twitter anymore, I don't yeah. think. So yeah, that that's the other thing too. You, uh, that's I guess that's also one big highlight is you went, you have your social media hiatus now. My whole life has changed. We'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the way you operate in life has fully changed. Yeah, exactly. My plane of operation has been switched. Damn. I just got off Instagram. I'm done with it. Yeah. I, like I even tried to. There's like other. Um, social media platforms that like a bunch of other photographers are reaching to right. like especially like after peter mckinnon boys on youtube he was like oh use this platform and like yeah. people start flocking towards it and i'm like you know what maybe i'll give it a shot but then like i literally used it for two days and i'm like okay this is really boring <laughs> it's not uh, man ever since i stopped doing that shit at any time i get back on it or any time i try to like be interactive on social media it's just like i just get really bored it's yeah. like i can't believe people spend so much time doing this <laughs> I know and like even when you like track your screen time on iPhone or whatever yeah. phone like it's crazy you'll see like six hours on screen time it's like what six hours it doesn't yeah. feel like six hours at all but damn yeah. that's that's crazy it's um like sometimes I actually wonder what was life like when we didn't have this shit <laughs> and it's kind of hard to look back at that and be like damn I actually like figured out a way to like make most of life even without a i think no nah, when mans didn't have social media mans had outside Facts. Mans had a basketball net right in front of their driveway you know or they had a ps2 or you know whatever or they had a console. PS2. shout out to people oh we got to talk about spider-man 2 spider-man 2 oh yeah. the, the the spider-man game yeah 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 oh shit yeah that's apparently that's it's happening. been hyped like crazy and i haven't been following it at all yeah. Every time I do hear about it, it's always like, well, this is going to be the next best thing. Right. So, damn. Kind of amped on it. But yeah, no, I, I, mean... I won't lie. I think you, you, you mentioned what life must have been like without social media. Yeah. I'm kind of experiencing that now, but like as an adult. So, like, okay, yeah, mans aren't going outside, but mans are not on social media either. <laughs> and, like, I will say, quality of life has gotten significantly better. I'm not surprised. I think just overall. <laughs> Just the fact that I'm not stressed about anything anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, worried about shit. I'm not worried about having to, like, post something. Yeah. And then I'm not worried about trying to find the right hashtags to get my <laughs> photo to work on the public space or whatever. Or yeah. to get it seen by other people. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'll take a photo and I'll leave it and I'll keep it on my desktop and I'll never touch it again. Yeah. And that's it. No one else has to see them anymore, which makes my life so much easier because now I can actually take pictures that I enjoy taking, which like over the last couple of months, I've literally probably only taken like 25 photos with Damn. my camera. That's it. 
Yeah, no, it's it's no it longer include, yeah, like, it's it's no longer like a quantity, right thing. It's just you do it when you wanna, and not like for yeah. the sake of doing it for social media. Like the California trip that we went on, yeah, when we came to your your place and we went to Yosemite. That was probably the only time I took the camera out and actually used right. it. Damn. That was it. You know what's funny? Because the, when we did the podcast the very last time, I was probably still in BC, but now like... Oh, yeah, you were. All, yeah, all yeah, our yeah. all our diehard fan listeners are probably wondering, well, California. <laughs> <laughs> man switched jobs. I switched jobs. Oh, shit, man. A lot of you things. switched jobs twice. took that in. Oh, yeah, that's true. I switched I jobs. Moved to... Clearly. Moved to the States, moved to California. This all, guy had the biggest progression out of all of us, I think. Facts, yeah. I think I'd rather not say my job title, just in case, but, or where I work. Yeah, don't do that shit. Don't do <laughs> but, that. you know. <laughs> don't do that. Mad requests on Twitter all of a sudden, bro. <laughs> no, not even facts. Dude, that's <laughs> actually a thing where now that I have my companies like, on, my, on my LinkedIn, I get messaged all the time now. Like yeah, from random mans in the past that I like maybe talked like once or twice on my old job and now they're like, Hey man, how's life? I'm sure. Well like it's like it's like you know, it's like get to the point, you know, I I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, like because you have to think, had it not yeah. been for that specific company, yeah. Mans would have just left you alone. They would not have even bothered, you know. Facts, facts. No, but it's not even that, it's like more so like I don't wanna say it because in case someone want like sees it or something i don't know whatever yeah it's yeah. better it's better to be on the safe side ndas are Stay a big honest. thing these days i can imagine and i don't want to i'm not gonna say mine either yeah no it's, it's also like a thing where like you don't want to like you know how if you like say it you're essentially like kind of like a representation of what the company is yeah so like that was a huge thing with mine too yeah they're like anytime you're on the internet anytime you're out in the public sphere yeah you're you represent this company i'm just like holy crap yeah it's true it's it's a thing so like it's like better to be safe and sorry there's actually yeah, yeah there, there was a guy that was at my company and he decided to record footage that's you know of of things that are happening that are available to the public as well but just because he was recording it but he's also working at the company he right. he is liable or he's still like He's still tied to the NDA. So even if things are available to the public, but you like still show that in like a public light or like criticize it in any way, you're still going to be like liable or held responsible. So yep. it's interesting how like legality is. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. It's like a weird like line that you have to walk. Plus, I would imagine that based on the quality of this podcast, <laughs> I don't think any of these two companies would want to associate with such <laughs> degenerate behavior. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So you probably want to just steer clear just for like them their sake rather yeah, than yours. Yeah, yeah, I know. Probably yeah. better be on the safe side. But yeah, you did move to California. That was a huge jump. Yeah. And I was like, I was taking a look at. I mean, we were only there for a few days. Yeah. I took a look at just everything that was there as far as just the basics go yeah i'm like that's a massive massive culture shock huge (laughs) not even financially just as far as like life facts way of life quality of living it's completely different down there yeah yeah it is it's um culture wise though however i will say it's pretty similar to toronto 
yeah. in the sense of diversity and the people here are gen- generally very nice i'm sure you picked on up on that at least in california yeah like i've been to other yeah. states i've been to other states and i i don't get the same vibe like here i can walk into a walmart and like be get looked at but like it's not the, like it's like whatever like you don't get the looks you get here where like if you go to like arkansas or like some weird ass state like or i don't right. know anywhere like you're gonna you're gonna feel like an outsider there. yeah 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 i gotta get it i mean we were in yosemite and like yeah. you know that little town that we kept going into to get stuff mariposa i think it was yeah that's like as redneck as you can get facts down there yeah that's that's another thing i learned about california is people like to think of california as a very progressive left-wing state but yeah. it's, it's it's really not it's actually a lot more conservative than people would like to think it's just the left-wing preserved progressives are very dense densely packed into san francisco but yeah. like all the everywhere else in california is very much redneck yeah, because like, because that was my impression at first. I thought California was just like, oh, Golden Coast vibes, you know. Yeah. But we get to we get to Yosemite, which is kind of deep in the park. We get to like Mariposa. We're just getting like regular ass groceries, and the, like I look out the window of the truck, and there's just like, it's just it hillbilly town basically the entire Thanks. way. Across. Mind you, people were pretty like you know nothing was really popping off there. It's not like we were the only outsiders. Yeah. I remember there was that that grocery store we went to. Like a man's was really just railing on this chick while she was working that was that very was that, interesting that I completely missed out on <laughs> that was a very interesting sort of like <laughs> like just like a sequence of events just that was very <laughs> i don't know how to explain i was completely it. oblivious to it too <laughs> i had no idea what was happening at the time i just remember that she was being really passive aggressive over something i didn't know that he was also roasting her the other end yeah no it was, it was a very awkward sequence but it's fine <laughs> but overall yeah yosemite yosemite was a nice trip so uh, my my legs were definitely destroyed. We did the four mile trail, and oh my uh, God. the uphill I think was absolutely they like destroyed my my entire leg or even my hips. My hips hurt more at the end of the day. I don't know why. I guess the downhill it was like more impact, but yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. I mean, we did it though. We definitely did. I think out of all of us, I was dying out the most, especially on the uphill, <laughs> because like. I had the whole man really wanted to bring the entire camera bag. So like I had like 40 pounds strapped to my back and I'm walking up and like I had done a long trail in Banff. So I'm like, this should be fine. What's four miles. But like, I think we're the only idiots that didn't realize that four miles also consisted of a 3000 foot increase of altitude. Yeah. (laughs) We literally scaled an entire mountain. Then we walked across that mountain and then we had to get back down yeah same one which was nuts but yeah you're right we did it yeah and then i, I remember when we were too, like yeah yeah and then when we were looking when we we're on the ground level and we we're looking up at the mountain we we're like wait shit we actually made it that high like yeah that was trippy it's like unreal that was really trippy especially that rock remember that rock yeah. at the top yeah <laughs> oh Baldur, I, I still my i was thinking about that just the other day and like it's literally like you and ABK were like hanging off that, or not hanging off, but you guys were like freaking right I on wish. the edge, edge of that cliff, man, bro. That my my palms even still get sweaty from just thinking about it, man. I, <laughs> I, I think honestly that was the most exhilarating part. I think that was like the best kind of send off for me at least. 
Yeah. Because when I saw that thing jutting out from the from the edge of the cliff, I was like, oh man. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking the photos that I can get out of this would be awesome. Yeah. Because right? like you're basically at the edge of a cliff and you can take a photo of the cliff. Yeah. And so like I'm I'm I think the only reason ABK and I decided to go was because a bunch of like goon men's before us went too. Yeah. Right. There's a bunch of frat boys that showed up and they were just like, hey, check this out. They hopped the they hopped over the fence. Yeah got onto the rock but then like i remember man's just cut right before they got to the edge but he got kind of one foot in he goes like no 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 no, i'm done i gotta get out of here yeah <laughs> yeah i was actually yeah to the, like uh, like fear of heights is like a very interesting fear like like it's it's almost like a human it's like built into us almost yep but uh yeah because we're the know. only ones that if you drop from a height we can't defend ourselves Right? Like that there's is no true. way to stop yourself. Like I see my cat do that. Have I have I actually wonder about this. I don't know if I've ever mentioned I think I probably did. Last podcast I mentioned that I had a cat. I think it's been Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did, I think. Okay. Well, whatever. My cat has now she's big, but I'll see her like drop from heights, right? Yeah. Like I have this window up in my basement, which is like, I don't know, maybe four and a half feet, five feet up, and yeah. she just casually just plops herself back down on the ground. Not one bone broken, not any injuries, nothing. She just casually just drops. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that without... I know like, if a man did that, if I did that shit, my knees will be buckling. Yeah. I know my ankles will be on fire. <laughs> you know? Like, it's because... We it's, don't it's, land gracefully Yeah, no, it's because humans have really bad fall mechanics. Like, we don't have... Yeah. We don't have the... the like, we, we don't brace for impact. Like, we... No. We kind of... All our, all our force is kind of just taken on our knees. Yeah. And it's just that's it. But like, but like, if you look at cats, the way their like hind legs are designed, it's like meant for fall impact. Yeah, it's wild so, to me. Yeah, and like not even cats. I mean, I've seen squirrels drop from trees and then just yeah, they just survive it. Yeah, it's just like normal. Like, man, that's like a twenty foot drop. You just drop down to the ground. I don't care if it's grass. It's still yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the like, cats always manage to fall on their legs. It's like they're built into their yeah. DNA. Like they, they just always, no matter what, they they like figure yep. out a way to like fall straight man their core strength is so crazy to me yeah because like you'll see them like kind of explore a territory or something and like there'll be like a change in height yeah and they'll use their hind legs and like use that as like an anchor point and then just use their abs to find their yeah i was like i cannot believe that she must be so jacked <laughs> <laughs> just a built-in gyroscope man like literally they're like Facts. it's crazy yeah yeah, lots of things have happened. Let's see. You got a new job. You got a new place. Well, you're staying at a new place. Yeah. I got two new jobs. Well, one after another. Yeah. One in Ottawa, <laughs> where it was like a back and forth type thing at some startup company who didn't actually need me. They yeah. hired me. They didn't actually need me. So then I ended up just kind of getting let go from that one. Understandably so. I wasn't pissed off at that at all. Yeah. But like there was this period of unemployment. I told you about this before. But like when you're when you're in between jobs and like you're trying to hunt for one after yeah. getting let go from another, there's this period of like the first two days when you start to be really productive. You're like, oh, I'm gonna apply to every job. This is gonna <laughs> be great. Someone's gonna find me. Someone's gonna like say say yes. Yeah. Or like you're gonna get at least you're predicting you're gonna get at least like three or four interviews this week. Yeah. <laughs> You apply to like 95 jobs on like whatever platforms and then nothing happens for the first week. Nothing right. happens for the second week. And then you start to sweat. Like it's like, you know, 
not necessarily because there's no money coming in necessarily, but it's more just on the fact of like, is my resume shit? Or like, yeah. no one wants me just because, you know, maybe my experience is not good. Then you start to second guess what you've done. Because I didn't do the traditional thing. I have yeah. an eng degree, but I don't know anything about engineering anymore. Right. I went straight to marketing. Right. So like I've lost my education part. I don't have any experience there. I barely have any marketing experience. Most marketing jobs want at least five years. I only have three. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of like immediately you're filtered out by whatever bot system they use to filter out resumes. Yeah. So like it just becomes this endless cycle of like, am I not good enough? You know what I mean? Like, is my resume not good enough? Maybe I have to redo that. Maybe I have to do something else. Yeah. Then it's eventually when you get someone uh, there, then there's like this one week where you just get flooded with interviews. Yeah. This company wants to interview. This company wants to interview. This recruiting agency wants to interview. Then things start to like kind of ease off. But those first couple of months or first couple of weeks suck. Yeah. They suck so much. <laughs> it's because it's it also takes time for like the resumes to kind of filter through and like yeah. kind of start reaching HR guys. Because I remember when I was applying, uh, it took like at least two weeks before I heard anything. Um, so. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, as soon as I started getting interviews, I'm like, okay, honestly, at this point, I don't really care what position it is, as long as it's something. Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, especially with marketing roles, I was like, okay, a marketing job is going to entail the same shit. You know, you're going to be doing the same thing day to day. You're going to be doing the same type of activity. So I don't really care what company it is with. Salary right. range is also the exact same right. across the board. So I'm just like, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think... Uh, it was my dad's idea, or maybe it was mine, I don't remember, to get into, like, technical sales. Yeah. Oh, it was Phil's idea. Phil's been talking about this for a really long time. He's like, I'm going to try doing technical sales. Yeah. So it was always in the back of my head that maybe I should try that, too. Right. Because, like, I can talk my head off on tech, and but I've never I've never thought of myself as, like, a salesperson. Yeah. So, like, all right, I'm like, whatever. At this point, I was pretty desperate, so I'm like, fuck it, we'll just see what's there. Yeah. So, by the grace of whoever's up there it was pretty much just like almost seamless i applied to one technical sales position which ended up being for like a recruiter recruiting agency yeah they got back to me and they said they disclosed the company name i was like oh it's these people <laughs> <laughs> and like because I, I i don't know i read the job description and i was like this seems very familiar to somebody yeah you know, because there's really only a few companies that meet this description criteria right so I'm right like, right i have a feeling as these people we'll, we'll just see so then she disclosed it. I was like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not any like big surprise that it's these guys. Yeah. But yeah, then Damn. I popped. Nice, nice. That's where you are now. Now I got like fully but, uh, kitted out. I've never been, I've never been with a big company before. So having yeah. all this extra shit that you just get for free, <laughs> it's like goddamn. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's the, those are the perks. But um, I mean, let's get to the real reason why you, you wanted to get this job so bad. Might as well get this off the list. What what was oh, the thing? What was the what was the thing? Oh what was the God. thing? What was the thing you bought immediately? Like not even, not even he didn't even start that the job. To, never mind. I had to fund. No, never mind. <laughs> no, no, it was not about this job. No, no, never, right. never mind. The man didn't start the job. Man immediately yeah. after the offer letter went to buy this one thing. Please tell the people what Immedi- you bought. When 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 you say immediately, you. You're, you're absolutely right i was almost like because i got the offer in the morning yeah and uh i got it on i got it on saturday morning yeah that's when i got the offer 
And then within an hour, I told my dad, I said, we're going to Ford. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad, I, I didn't tell him that I got the offer. I just said, we're going to Ford. And he's like, what? Yeah. I said, yeah, we're just going to go to the Ford dealership. And so while we're driving there, I told him. I said, man's cop the invite. <laughs> so, so now my dad's amped. Now, okay, here's the, here's the whole plan. Ever since I went to Banff, I think two years ago, yeah. the first the truck that I had rented in Banff, I rented a truck. I've never re- driven a truck in my life. Yeah. But I rented out a 2018 F-150 while I was in Banff alone, and I fell in love with that thing, just because there's something completely different about driving a massive vehicle, and like being able to see everything around you, you know, having like road presence. Not so much about like the whole trucker culture or like being an asshole, but it was more of just like the experience of being able to just drive something where like you can see over everyone and you can see how traffic is moving. And you can honestly like things like turning left at an intersection, they're so much easier to do when you're in a truck (laughs) because you you can can see see over like everything Yeah. compared to if you're in like a little CX-3 or like in a Mazda MX-5, like a Miata, mans don't see anything but headlights, bro, especially at night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> I drove a truck in Banff. I fell in love with it. We rented a truck in Yosemite, which was a Ram 1500 Bighorn. I also fell in love with that thing. I was like, I don't care if it's, like, a gas guzzler. I don't, it doesn't get, it does not concern me whatsoever. I love this thing. So, for the longest time, I think for a period of six months, it has been actually six months, I was doing nothing but researching trucks. <laughs> I did everything from across the board, Chevys, GMCs, Fords, Toyotas. Even the stupid Nissan Titan, which is discontinued now because no one buys it. But I did every little bit of research on their engine specs, their fuel consumption, their their reliability, their transmission, their features, their options, what what the dealership is offering as far as financing goes. I knew I was going to finance the thing because I don't have, I barely have 20 bucks. So like, you know, man's obviously need to finance. But like trying to figure out what financing rates were initially, just seeing what the market was like out there. And so the whole plan was like, if I can get this technical sales job, the minute I do it, I'm headed over to a Ford dealership and I'm going to lock something in. Yeah. And so like the job hasn't even started yet. And honestly, because because they have to do a training session first, like there's an entire like sequence of events that happens before I actually get to work. Yeah. So like (laughs) I got the offer in August. Job doesn't start until 12th of September middle of august i'm at a ford dealership already locking something in you know what i mean like i did not wait i did not wait until a single dollar came in i still haven't gotten a single dollar from this company yet really yeah because you know 12th of september is the 24th now i think they do it every two weeks oh so like my paycheck is probably going to come in next week but like you know mans have been living with this thing for the last (laughs) three weeks now (laughs) damn but yeah man I copped a truck. I copped a 2022 Ford F-150 XLT spec with a sport 4x4 package and a massive tow package. So I got like a sick-ass gas tank, big as fuck, huge range, 2.7 liter EcoBoost V6, which is honestly, I was more surprised with the with the performance of this engine than I was with anything else. Like, never mind yeah. all the interior quality stuff, which is really good. Ford has stepped their game up like crazy, but yeah. it's, I think, more to do with the engine. They, they took a 2.7 liter V6, that the same engine they use in a Mustang. Wow. And they put a turbocharger that's this big. It's like the size of my head. Jeez. Right next to it. Strapped it right next to it and hooked it up to a 10-speed automatic transmission. It's Ford's new 10-speed. 
So you at you just you get like instant torque the minute you put your foot down. Remember we were driving the Ram in Yosemite and you really yeah. have to wring that thing's neck yeah, to get used any to, torque. That used it. to piss me off. Yeah, that was yeah you put your foot down and then you got to wait two seconds and then the fucking five liter Hemi goes, oh, okay, man, I'm going to give you some power. <laughs> you know, and then like by that point, your overtake window's gone, like there's yeah. a bunch of issues, right? But with this thing, you put your foot down and it just goes. Like it does not ask any questions. It kicks it down three whole gears because we got 10 to work with now. Yeah. So it kicks it down three gears, gives you 400 foot pounds of torque and all off you go. Um, in in uh, in a little two point set, I can't imagine what the five liter V eight would be like. Like you know, just the because this is the lowest engine spec that you can get in a truck, and it and it's fast. It works so well. I love it. I fell in love with it immediately when I test drove it. So did my dad, which that's another story in and of itself. My dad has been the most hyped over this truck than <laughs> myself even. He's been so excited to to just have it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he doesn't even yeah. drive it. He doesn't drive. He doesn't want to. He's like, no, no, no. I'm gonna sit in the passenger seat. I'm gonna let you drive me around, but I'm just gonna enjoy the experience of being a passenger in a truck. Although, he had a conversation with me the other day. He's like, in a few years, when I get rid of this Venza, I'm copping a Tundra. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it that much that he's like, because you have to think from his brain, he likes pickup trucks and yeah. he likes only Toyota. And Toyota makes a pickup like tundra, truck. So yeah. there we go. Problem solved. Honestly, the Tundra looks nice, though. Like, just aesthetics-wise? Tundra, nice. tundra was actually my first choice because of the look. Because of just how yeah. ag- aggressive and, like, insane yeah. it looked. Only issue... There's two issues with the Tundra. First one is the thing is really thirsty. Because Toyota's reliable engine is a naturally aspirated... Uh, I think it's a 3.5-liter liter V6. Okay. So it doesn't have any turbos on it. Right. Which means that when you do want to have some power, it will take all of your gas tank (laughs) you know like it is it's doing like 13 to 15 liters per 100 kilometers which i think in american miles per gallon is i don't know we're probably in the same range honestly like 16 or 17 mpg that's disgusting (laughs) yeah the the ram sips even more to be honest but so the tundra is kind of a happy middle so like it is a little bit thirsty and so like i kind of mapped it out financially i was like man i'm gonna be spending like upwards of 600 bucks on gas i'm not trying to do that with the tundra the second <laughs> issue with it is that like because it's toyota for some reason it takes 12 months before you can get your tundra you place an order now and they'll get it to you in a year right I, I, i've heard the same thing about the rav4 hybrid and the camry hybrid because yeah. those, those are very high in demand right now too and they like they go out of stock so fast on those cars yeah yeah. So Toyota's manufacturing process has gotten really, really slow ever since COVID. So yeah. it's just like trying to find a dealership that has the Tundra that you want is impossible. I know. So I'm like, you know what? And I'm the type of person, like I told you this before, like I'm the type of person that if I'm going to put in big money to spend on something, I want that shit now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to wait. I know. Same. I'm, I'm not same trying way. to wait. I'm not trying to wait <laughs> six months before I get something. No, 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 no. I want to put in the money right now and I want that thing right now. Yeah. You know, so like... That's definitely my downfall like, too. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, um, I've been I've been living with this thing for the last couple of weeks. I feel like MKBHD. I've been living with this truck for the last couple of weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, have you seen his? Uh, he has a exclusive channel for just like car reviews now. Autofocus. Yeah. I was gonna talk about that. See, I'm uh, okay. Fine. He's got this autofocus channel. That's fine. But the problem is, I don't know what it is, man. When when weird kind of tech people try to review cars 
as someone who is a car nerd at heart, yeah, it's yeah. just really cringy to hit listen to, man. It's almost like a, you know those news reporters that always try to report on tech and they right. have no idea what they're talking about. Right. It's like that. Yeah, I, I really get that. Like the I, like the I Justine vibes. <laughs> yeah. Think about, think about that, but for cars, you know, because MKBHD is just like, oh, it has a lot of power. And I was like, bro, shut up, man. Like, you know, it's <laughs> well, just like, like it's but, just but the thing is super generic. But the thing is, at least he's only reviewing like EVs. So I guess it's like Which that middle is in ground. His wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's in his wheelhouse. But the problem is, the thing is, like, he's also in that same EV market. He's also reviewed like the Hummer. I was like, yeah. bro, this is not your territory to review. You stick with your Teslas and your Roadsters. Don't get the Hummer involved. You know what I mean? Even the, when he did the Rivian R1T, I was just like, okay, like you should leave this to someone yeah. else. Jerry's Jerry rigs everything or whatever. His review. Yeah, because he, I think he has a Tundra. He bought a Tundra. Uh, he has a. He's got a Tundra. He's also got a Rivian R1T. Oh yeah. The man sure. is a truck man. Like he's copped all of them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he cops a Hummer soon anyway. Yeah. You know, so like, bro, I've I've seen man's who actually. I've I've seen the Rivian on the road, man, bro. Those they're gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen them in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Have you seen them at all in Toronto nope. yet, bro? No. I see them all the time in California. Here. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're I don't not. Think they're here. Nope. I haven't seen like even in even uh, you usually you would see all these things in the city. Yeah. Like I, we got to see the Porsche Taycan before they released it in Toronto. I got to see, um, the Cybertruck showed up to Toronto at some point. I remember. Uh, so like like a bunch of these evs tend to show up here but i've yeah. never seen a rivian up here unless someone has one in ontario but i'm not exactly sure right <clears throat> no but yeah hopefully hopefully it starts showing up there because bro those, those cars are gorgeous like the design on them are just they just look i don't know even interior wise they they look really nice so kudos to them they, they really figured that out yep they're the same size as a ford ranger so they're like more of a mid-sized truck right so like if you were to like put them side by side with mine there's definitely yeah. like a size difference right um but, i guess yeah, the, Ma- no, the maverick really the maverick would be smaller right maverick is smaller yeah so the maverick is basically it's a ford escape with like a prolapsed anus you can think <laughs> about it that way honestly for real like that's all it is like no no <laughs> I, that's fine that's, I, guess, I guess that that is what it is but i'm just saying the yeah. description of it was i didn't know how else to describe it i can't you know like <laughs> all right I can't, I can't describe it anywhere you know it's basically like the same shape of an escape but with some extra bit that's been put on the back you know <laughs> so i i can't I had to describe it somehow to make yeah. it more sense but you know it's funny people want to make fun of the maverick but it's selling off the shelves like crazy I honestly respect the Maverick a lot. Anytime yeah. I see one, someone with 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 one here, I always make it like if they're in, or if, if they're in or around the car at the time, I'm always like, I really like it. Yeah. I do. I really like that thing, mainly because Ford did it right. Because I don't know if you've seen that stupid um, the Hyundai Santa Cruz. No, I haven't. Okay, so Hyundai has they they have a weird styling department right now, because they're trying to make their cars as futuristic looking as possible. Yeah. And so they made like this like Maverick equivalent, which is basically like a Hyundai Santa Fe with some shit in the back. Yeah. And so they tried to make the same thing. It's just that it doesn't work because everything's too rounded. It's all very like, you know, it's Bulbous. not practical. Yeah. With some like weird future features on it. And that doesn't make yeah. any sense. But with Ford, they literally said, we'll just take a truck and then pinch to zoom down. Yeah. 
because it looks like a truck and it it doesn't drive like one obviously it drives like an suv but it's as practical as like a normal truck you've got tons of storage in the side tons of storage in the bed tons of little compartments to put your shit in like they did it really really well right so like to that i say kudos honestly yeah they did a really good job (laughs) but yeah you enjoy washing it too every day or every week oh my god (laughs) okay so the dealership that i bought this truck from the guy in the finance department that i was talking to he's like hey man like we could throw in a a quick one two ceramic coating on the truck if you want yeah it's part of like our optional package that costs only like a thousand extra and i'm like okay what's the difference between getting it like a paint protective film like if i was to get a ppf versus if i just did the ceramic he's like oh the ceramic is more permanent it's going to stay on the truck forever uh, as long as you keep up with it and he's like it'll just help get water beads off it'll help get like dust and bugs and shit now for the most part he's actually right it has done wonders to keep this car in pretty good condition yeah what he didn't tell me what he failed to disclose (laughs) was the amount of maintenance that you need to perform in order to keep this thing you know still in good condition yeah in order to keep the ceramic coating still working so i did some research before i got the truck like i had a day before i was going to go pick it up so i did some research on ceramic coatings i was like okay what is it how is it going to maintain can i even take it in a drive-thru or like a drive-thru car wash you can't (laughs) oh so car washes are out of the mix even the touchless ones because the thing is the ceramic coating you can think of it like some kind of like hydrophobic spray yeah truck right if you if you use the wrong soap you will eat away at the spray you'll eat away at the coating so you have to get ph neutral non-acidic soap you have to like use a specific type of washing procedure you got to wash it by hand the thing is these ceramic coatings are usually used for mans who buy like a porsche 911 gt3 yeah some kind of like high-end top spec bmw m4 right cop like a ferrari that they want to maintain low cars small cars that's what yeah. it's for <laughs> big fucking trucks like mine it's like because you have to wash it panel by panel you can't yeah. like just just you can't carpet bomb it with soap yeah you have to first hose it down spray foam it hose it back down yeah. again. then you use your hand to wash every single panel you can't do the stupid wax on wax off thing <laughs> you can't go in swirls you have to go along the lines of the of the body panel right uh, so you have to make these large sweeping motions and follow the lines of the car and then you got to use one bucket that's dirty one bucket that's clean you got to use a two bucket method with your wash mitt you got to keep going for every single panel of the truck right so like a normal person if they were going to do it if essen did it with a civic it would take him about an hour to do the entire thing yeah for me <laughs> i have two hours of doing nothing but washing it okay Holy. and then I have another two hours of doing nothing but waxing it. Because after you've done washing it, you got to dry the whole truck off. And yeah. then you apply a ceramic wax to make sure that this, the coating stays healthy and alive. That is probably the te- most tedious part. Because the ceramic has to be applied with a tiny little microfiber applicator. So you got to just use that, rub down the whole truck, use another microfiber towel, take that all off, clean the windows, clean the headlights, clean everything. And then the roof is another like problem because all the doors have to you have to climb the truck literally and clean the roof off. Damn, <laughs> bro, I don't know how I don't know. I, that's what I. But I, I, the other day I was telling I was jokingly telling you like how long is that gonna last? 
how long will he be able to like just wait just wait till like you're in the heat of like winter in Canada wait till like February January yeah and then and then so we'll see winters winters apparently what you can do is you just run like a one two like a really long kind of like coating thing um, and then in the winter time if there's like a coin car wash that's open all you have to do is just just drive in there and then hose the whole thing down and then you should be okay for the winter yeah um, the other option is like so I actually recently discovered today that my truck fits in my garage <laughs> which is really hilarious because like yeah. it really fills up the whole place I, I saw um, I, I saw the picture that was crazy I had literally a two centimeter tolerance from the end of the garage so then, how'd you, the how'd, you how, how'd you measure that how did you close the door with like such confidence and it wasn't gonna hit the uh so i slowly put the truck in right and i did it so like i put the nose in first with like the hood i got out and i'm like okay we're we're clear for the sides at least because i can fold my mirrors in so i'm like okay we have clearance on the sides so then it was just a matter of like depth now the problem is my dad has built this like cupboard at the back of the garage yeah that juts out like two and a half feet so even in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if this thing's going to fit, to be honest. But I slowly drove it in there, and I think it got to a point where, like, you can tell when, like, the reflection of the headlight starts to get closer and closer and closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I honestly, honestly, I'll just say this. I was like, I hail married it. I held my breath. <laughs> I just got as close as I thought was possible, and then I stopped it, e-brake, and I got out. But then when I checked, in the front of the truck, I have about maybe four inches. And then when I went to the back... I saw where the, the garage door rail was, and I yeah. saw where the end of my truck was. Yeah. And, like, there was about two to three centimeters of clearance in there. Now, my dad comes out, and he's just like, try to close the door. We'll see what happens. So I slowly closed the door, slowly, 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 and, like, it didn't interfere with anything. It didn't scratch anything. It didn't hit anything. Closed the whole thing. I was like, whoo, boy. Damn. <laughs> it was like, I unclenched immediately after that. <laughs> Massive clench. Hell, yeah absolutely so it does fit so like maybe in the winter time i'll just leave it in there you gotta you gotta we'll set up a consistent thing though that you know that like this is how far i can go in and stop you know like yeah you can get one of those um everyone has this in their garage it's like the, but i always associate these with people who don't understand like the range of their vehicle like people yeah. who have no judgment the, the tennis ball fucking stupid tennis ball that yeah like, bounces yeah. and shit off your windscreen so like as soon as you hit it you're like oh okay i'm done i can still have it. you know what i mean but in my mind i'm like that's for losers <laughs> <laughs> okay no but that's considering for, like, considering your situation no considering your situation you you might want to consider because yeah i'll think about it i mean i have a good visual range of where it will be because on the side yeah. i actually have a my dad put a ladder and so the minute the ladder disappears i know we're like we're good that, that's the range yeah of it. because it's convenient that it just so happens to be placed there so I can use that as like a visual reference. Just make sure he never Go uses ahead. it one day. And then yeah, you get well, fucked up. if the truck is in the garage, you're not even getting to the other side. That's not <laughs> happening. Like, his toolboxes are completely inaccessible when my truck is in there. Damn, so rest in peace. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I got to take it out anyway, like, pretty much every week to do sales calls at different companies. So, I'm probably yeah. going to keep it running for a long enough time. It'll just keep yeah. itself clean, to be honest nice nice or we'll see maybe at the end of the winter when it's just dusty as fuck i just don't give a shit <laughs> i'll just probably leave it dusty who knows yeah try to keep up with it as long as you can honestly it's pretty therapeutic i won't lie 
Yeah. Because when you're out there by yourself and you already know the order of operations, so you just kind of yeah. go through with it. And like four hours passes really quickly. Four hours? So. Yeah, it does. It does because it's just like, you know, you just go through the steps, right? And you yeah. don't really take a look at what the time is. You just, it's a cloudy day, so that helps. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, foam the whole thing, hose it down, hand. And like when you're in your own head, and it makes life a lot easier. You can, I think next time I'll just throw on some music. Yeah. And just keep that playing and then just kind of do my own thing. Because honestly, like, no one, it's not, no one's going to bother you. There's no, you know, and it's a Saturday morning, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you get some good calorie burn in there. My arm hurts oh, yeah. like hell, though. <laughs> it's proper, man. Yeah. I'm trying my best to keep this thing as maintained as possible because at the end of the day, I want to trade it in for something else in a few years right already so sure you're already in the mindset of trading it in yeah yeah i'm gonna pay so <clears throat> i have an 84 month finance term which is seven years but yeah. my aim is to pay this thing off within five to six years because my interest rate is super low which means i don't need to worry about clearing that out yeah so i can basically just keep shaving the premium off and like just pump more and more because this truck is my only big expense i don't live alone or um, I, I live at my parents still. Yeah. So like I'm not paying for like rent or anything like that. I'm just paying. This is my rent. The truck. Yeah. So I'll just do whatever I can to pay it off as fast as I can. Because once I do that, I can trade it in for something else. Because I mean, with with manufacturers, when it comes to trucks, at least, because trucks are like the top selling thing in North America right now. Yeah. Which means that manufacturers are going to do their best to try to come up with all kinds of new ways to get people on board right yeah so i wouldn't put it past me if maybe ford has better hybrids maybe the electric truck gets cheaper we'll see that'd be nice you know because if if they can find a way to get the range up high and you know without having too much of like a toll on the price i might end up doing lightning afterwards i don't know yeah we'll see that'd be a yeah. good move why not Especially because, like, if I'm, like, companies paying for all my mileage, if I just do, if I have a high mileage electric vehicle, it right. should be fine. You know what I mean? Just get some extra cash in the bank. No problem. Yeah, why not? So. Damn. So far, I can use, I can use my mileage recompensation to just pay for my gas, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it worked out. Damn, big moves. Big moves. Yeah. yeah. Never mind the job. I don't care much about what I that's have. That's what I. That's why I started. I was like, yeah. let, let, "Who gives a shit about the job? Let's let's get to the real reason why you why you wanted to get that job so bad." I won't lie, man. Honestly, after driving this thing, I, so we ripped it. I ripped it to the minute I got it. Actually, the day that I got it, the next day I drove my mom off to Montreal. Mm -hmm. Right, I dropped her off and I drove back the same day. It was a eleven yeah. hour drive. <laughs> and then the next week, I did the same shit. Go yeah. to Montreal, pick her up, drive all the way back, 11 hours. And so, like, I'm feeding myself caffeine as I'm going. And I'm feeding yeah. myself caffeine as I'm coming back. But on a long drive, you probably would know this, too. I don't know how many long drives you've been on. But, like, there's this little 10-minute period of, like, no matter how much caffeine you've been fed. Oh, yeah. Your mind starts to just shut down, you know? <laughs> no, because no, I know. The road lines are just passing by you. And so, like, it just becomes this, like, hypnotic thing. Especially especially that drive from Montreal to, I mean, Toronto to Montreal and then vice versa. It's boring. Like, it's it's yeah. a really, Very like, boring. uneventful drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super boring. So, like, yeah. 
there was this period of like 10 to 15 minutes where I'll, I'll be honest, your boy was dozing off. Like my eyes were like shutting out and I'm thinking like, I've had like six liters of coffee. Like this should not be happening to me right now. So I realized that like I had this thing on this truck, the lane keep assist. I'd never turned it on before. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's see what this does. I turned on lane keep assist. And basically the system is just looking at lines and it's just basically keep, it's not centering the truck necessarily, but it's just making sure that you don't drift into the next lane. Yeah, yeah. So I'm dozing off, but the truck is just kind of keeping me going. Like it was kind of course correcting every time I would kind of drift a little bit too far on one side, it would bump. I could feel the steering wheel bump back, you know, (laughs) because it's electronic steering. So you can feel the resistance as it comes back again. So trippy. But yeah. like that 10 to 15 minutes, that thing saved me. Cause right after that, I don't know what happened, but when caffeine kicks in again, it kicked back, you know? So I was yeah. good for the rest of the trip, but I was like, I'm really glad this thing kind of kept me. Otherwise I was going to stop it and en route and like take a nap or some shit. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. Cause I just want to straight shoot it back and forth. You know? So yeah, getting introduced to all these new technologies. Yeah. You realize really quickly how safe these things are too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think autopilot in general is just like such a revolutionary thing i think it'll be very helpful a lot and like it's even in uh so my boss we were in we were in san francisco and on the way to drive back let's just say man's was you know like i don't know but like whatever i won't get into that <laughs> but uh basically let's just say like bmw actually has a very like sick um it has a very sick like auto auto lane like it like actually is like pretty much like autopilot on a tesla lane centering no no, no. it's not lane yeah. centering it's not like departure it like fought like it keeps you in the lane like it's like an actual like autopilot right 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 okay. but on the but on the on the highway so like you like you set the speed and it like keep it just drives yeah yeah and it like changes the top like the wheel and everything so like it, it was pretty yeah. sick so um yeah i think i think, I think all the i think the, oh, yeah the trippiest part, though, is when it does that. When you be driving, you know, and, like, yeah. I think because every car has its different tolerances. They've been programmed to have different tolerances. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, it'll, it'll, the truck will put itself back and the, it'll course correct and basically just bounce between lanes. Bounce between the lines, rather. So, when you feel it doing that, especially when you're taking, like, a turn. Like, you're on, like, a road or you're on a highway and you're taking a little bit of, like, an arc turn. If you go anywhere kind of farther out you're gonna feel the wheel pull yourself back into the apex and it's just like this trippy feeling of like holy shit the truck is doing this on its own you know what i mean it's like a strange sensation where all of a sudden the wheel just suddenly moves and you're just like yeah now all of a sudden you just feel like you're out of control but when it puts itself back again you're like okay at least it was helping me out here but goddamn you know i think coming from like a really low tech (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. coming from the Corolla and the CX-3 all the way to this thing I was just like it's a huge kind of jump yeah that, that's the one thing Ford definitely has is like they really put a lot of money into the uh, into the tech into the interior into yeah. like the display so I will say that nice. I, I will I will say their base software is really shit though like the built in software oh, yeah. <laughs> for Ford I hate it I think it depends on the vehicle yeah to be honest because so Ford Sync is the yeah. what you're talking about, right? Yeah. I think most vehicles have Sync three, which is like that white and blue shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have Sync four, which is worlds apart, because it's the same software they use for like the Ford Lightning and the Mustang EV. Oh. Right. 
it's it's the same UI. So it's like it's now at like I would I wouldn't say sixty hertz, but I would say fifty hertz. <laughs> it's still up there. You know what I mean? The screen is super glossy. It's really high definition. It, it's the same size of my iPad. You know what I mean? Like it's a twelve inch display. I yeah. got this big thing, and it has its own dark mode. It has its own features. The swiping is really easy. And honestly, I think the most impressive part of it has been I have wireless Apple CarPlay, and not one time has it crapped out on me. Yeah. Because usually wireless Apple CarPlay is terrible on like every car. It's always disconnecting. It's always being shit. Yeah. But so far so good, man. It's been it's been pretty reliable. Right. Right. Yeah. But I remember, so. I remember, like it was, um, like even Mazda has a pretty good built-in one though. Like I like Mazda's built-in one. I think yours might be a bit different from mine because your car is a little newer. Oh yeah. But I think, uh, and it's also your screen is like super super wide. <laughs> it's not super <laughs> wide, but it's like the white. It's like the different aspect ratio. It's not the four yeah, by yeah, three yeah. or or the square. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember how it was on Volvo. The fucking vertical screen, but then they kept it like yeah, that was so stupid. Why? Like it would have been some nice. Some reason if... whenever, whenever man's implement like vertical screens, they I don't know what it is about them having to partition it in two sections. Yeah, like come on. Maybe I guess because Apple. Maybe maybe because uh, Apple Apple CarPlay doesn't doesn't operate on like a vertical screen. It'd be nice if it like yeah. filled the screen, but. You know what I'm curious about, is my truck has two displays. One in the instrument cluster and then one over by the console i don't know when the new apple carplay is coming yeah but like in 2023 apparently they're supposed to be announcing like the brand new apple carplay which is supposed to take over like the entirety of your car not just like the entertainment part that's crazy you'll be able to see like speedometer and you'll be able to control climate and shit so part of me wonders like i wonder if that's going to happen with mine too if they'll be able to support it because that'd be dope that would be sick, damn. It makes sense for the EQ, EQS, because I know Mercedes has a, their new car or whatever, their EV, their luxury mm-hmm. one. They're, the whole, literally their front like, cluster is just all screen. It's not like a, it's yeah. not just like a, it's literally the whole thing is a screen. Problem is Mercedes is notorious for never allowing anyone else to do their software, except for them. So no, but that, but this is a collab between Apple and Mercedes, wasn't it? I thought it was. I don't think it was a collab between Apple and Mercedes specifically. I think it was just a collab between Apple and like the big OEMs. Oh. Because uh, a lot of, I don't know, you're going to see it a lot more now. Like a lot more manufacturers are going with this two screen setup. Yeah. One for the instrument cluster, one for like the uh, the console in the center. And I think the reason is because like they probably worked in conjunction with Apple to like set up something so that they could future proof it for the rest of the time. Because if you've seen the new Mustang, it has that same thing on the inside. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, two-screen setup thing, which is, like, pissing a lot of people off. But I think everyone's... Uh, most EVs are like that now. You Like yeah. the Ionic 5, the Kia EV6, even the Rivian is like that, two screens. Right. You know, so we'll see what happens. But so far, so good, man. I mean, I'm, I'm chilling now. I'm basically <laughs> just trying to maintain this truck for as long as I can. But now that I have all this demo gear that I have to haul around, I'm kind of glad that I copped it, to be honest, because this shit's not light. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very, it's very heavy gear. I got all camera gear, lenses, and That's friction sick, mounts, lights. Yeah. 
So now you know how to use it properly? Oh, dude. So, like, the technical training has been a breeze so far. I mean, I've, they've, they've been taking me through all the, uh, you know, all their, like, how everything works. And I'm just like, buddy, I know. Like, I know how sensors work. I know how lenses yeah. work. I think when I talked to a bunch of the other sales guys, like, because they're not, they don't come from a photography background. When I told them I was a hobby photographer, they're like, oh, you're, like, worlds ahead of us by this point. <laughs> You know, like it, it's it's really really easy to understand the hardware yeah and these people have built their software out to the point where because the whole idea is that when they sell the system to somebody they sell the software but yeah. they don't actually do anything as far as commissioning and real-time support for yeah. the software it's like the software will set up for you and we'll do the initial setup but if you want to change stuff you can just do it yourself we're not going to charge you any subscription we're not going to you know what I mean? Like, if you, you can call us if you want to, but we're not going to come in and do it for you every single yeah. time. We built the software that should be intuitive enough so that when we do train you, you'll be able to understand it, no problem. Yeah. So it's like super, super intuitive software. It's really like, it's easy to understand. Okay, these are the functions that you got to use. This is the procedure. This is the setup. Everything's happening live, you know, so yeah. it's like, it's not a big deal. So it's extremely okay. powerful too. Like, this controller that I have can do anything. We could connect with plcs we can jog robots directly wow. like it, it's like it, it you don't have to route your controller to a plc then goes to a robot controller we can just go right one to one damn because we work with a bunch of abb we work with fanuc we work with um yamaha we work with like kuka we work with a bunch of these other companies to just integrate right. their protocols in our system so it's just like okay you know yeah it's really oh. straightforward no that's sick no i mean yeah i've seen it it's um yeah you guys have a lot of good shit yeah so so we'll see we'll see how far this thing goes i'm kind of excited though i mean a lot of this shit is going to be just cold calling and emailing but for the most part if i do get my foot in the door then i'll be able to see a lot of stuff i mean i already shadowed one sales guy on wednesday we went to hamilton ancaster london we saw like a bunch of these automotive i was going to talk about this too like automotive tier one manufacturers the bro in canada they're so shit <laughs> <laughs> why like you would think that tier one manufacturers i mean these are the guys who build components for the end like the company that we went to they built specific components for honda engines right mm -hmm. you're talking intake manifolds transmission covers clutch discs um, engine mount brackets valve covers things like this the plant manager doesn't even know what the fuck he's making. We're talking to him. He's like, I don't know, man. These are just some parts that we get from Honda. I don't know how they work. I don't know what they are. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I walked in there the first time and they've, I can recognize them immediately. Like, okay, this is a manifold. This is a bracket. So it's interesting. Like, it's really disgusting in there. Everyone's like kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how manufacturing is, man. You got to get used to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought everything was going to be super automated, but like it is for the most part, but it's just like safety um, is like not even a factor over there. You can walk in between a stamping machine and no one's going to say a word, which I did. <laughs> well, like things, yeah. Well, like production for that, are, especially that are old, they get hella musty, dusty, you know, <laughs> it smelled, the, the smells are interesting. Oh my God. Oh, I think the thing that's the most was like those aluminum shavings that come off the CNC mill that oh, people just leave there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, just leave there in a bucket, you know. <laughs> and they walk past it, and they start to float out of the bucket, and they get into your skin. They get in everywhere. Yeah, it's like yep. goddamn. Gotta get used to that shit, man. So. But anyway, that's enough about me. You got a new phone. Speak. 
Me? I, I got a new phone? Or did you? Yeah, Just me, it. right? <laughs> Just you. Well, here's the thing. Oh, shit. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> Man totally forgot. He got it, too, bro. <laughs> yeah. We both copped uh, iPhone 14. Both copped iPhone 14 Pro. You got the Pro. I got the Max. But you, it's because you yeah, got I, the you you got tired of the Max, the big screen. I got tired of having to dislocate my thumb every time I wanted to just do something simple. Fair. I think that was the the, the issue for me. I, I like to use my phone one handed for the most part, and it has nothing to do with changing songs while driving at all. <laughs> but <laughs> but I basically was like, you know what? At this point. You know what it also was? It kind of ties back to like, I'm off social media. I don't care about ingesting content anymore. Yeah. It's not It's not a big deal. I don't need any like big screen real estate to like watch anything. I'm not True. on TikTok. I don't need it to see Instagram photos. Yeah. So like, I don't need a big as fuck screen. You know? I do, I do like the, the, the screen real estate, not just from like a consuming media standpoint. I don't know. I just... And then, like, the price range between the, the regular Pro and the Pro Max is just not a lot. Not enough for to like alter, like for me to, like, go down to the Pro. Like, if it was, like, a two to $300 difference, that that's substantial. But I think Apple does it on purpose. Is they, they, they make that difference in price so small that you, mm-hmm. they, like, incentivize you to just spend that extra $50, $100 and you'll have the, 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 the bigger, better... Although it's not, it's not a better version, but it's just like you get that bigger screen, you know, like just that extra hundred dollars and you'll, you'll get it. So it's like, that's how they get you, right? I didn't know the price difference was only a, oh, because it's US for you, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah Cause it's nine ninety nine for the regular pro and the pro max is ten ninety nine. So like, you see in Canada, it would be eleven ninety nine for the pro. Yeah. And then 15 for the pro max. No way. Actually. Yeah, close to fifteen. But it might depend because of the Canadian conversion. It's not just a hundred bucks. It's more than that. Really, I don't. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. It might be. It might be a difference. I... It might be a difference in the um, the storage too, right? Oh, could be. You're right. Yeah. Could be. I don't know how much yours is. Mine was two fifty six. So two fifty six. Oh, okay. Mine's the one twenty eight. I got the the one twenty eight. Because the base model, base model comes with 128, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I just remember paying 1500 bucks for my 12 Pro Max when I got it. Sure. It was like 1500 Canadian. But then if I got in like the regular 12 Pro, it would have only been $1,000. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, we're I both mean... did not pay for these things up front. That's, we'll also <laughs> disclose that too. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a different thing. Like, I... To be honest, it doesn't make sense to pay for it up front, like outright, like a thousand dollars just gone like that. I don't know. To me, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense, because like the paying for it over time is like, like all that just like a hunk of cash and just leaving your bank account, right? So, facts. So yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, in terms of the phone itself, first impressions, it's really nice, very efficient, very snappy, and. Because oh, I'm coming from an iPhone 11, so to me, the ProMotion is, like, a big upgrade. Like, I, like the phone just feels, like, 100 times faster to me. Although, like, mm-hmm. the speed of, like, the processor and everything is probably not that much more different. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the ProMotion is sick. 
Um, I'm sure people on 13 had that already too, so it's not like a much of a change from that. But I'll just keep it relative to what I what I'm coming from. The pill, the pill was a pretty big upgrade. Uh, there's no more notch. I actually, I actually like the fact I don't see the notch there anymore. Like the pill is actually like aesthetically looks much different. Um, I like it better. Yeah, I like it a lot more. Um, and then apart from that. Like, even just, like, the UI, the way the UI interacts with the pill and everything, it's, like, freaking snappy. And I like how, like, the waveform colors change depending on who's talking. Like, it's just, like... I think that's honestly the most... That's the most gimmicky part, but it's the most satisfying when mans are on a call and you get to see, like, full waveform analysis. <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, that's dope. And then, yeah, obviously, yo, the, the camera quality is insane. The 48 megapixel, like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, like... I don't know, man. I feel like I can like look through my phone instead of real life. It's like one of those, you know. <laughs> it's uh, you'd be surprised how well it w- performs at night. Yeah. Cause the night mode on your eleven was good. Yeah. But it's just not. This is a completely different thing. Yeah. Like even on the twelve, my my old twelve Pro Max, the night mode on that was. I mean, you saw it. We thought it was insane. Yeah. It was like holy shit! I can't believe that this photo looks like it was taken in the day yeah but when i tested the night mode camera on this thing i was like oh this is like night and day difference because that 48 megapixel sensor lets in so much light yeah so you get to get way more detail and then if you shoot in raw it gets even better yeah because then you can like extract more detail from the image and you can do all kinds of like crazy filtering and stuff like that right right damn but um yeah, apart from that, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't notice that much. Like iOS is a still I was iOS on display. All right, about that. I I'm a fan of it. I like it. I actually I've I've noticed that I'm actually like using it for its purpose. Like actually it's, yeah. it's a nice tool to like keep track of the time and like even when I was working, like it like kept me going. Like it's not like a I don't know. I don't get the hate on it to be honest. Like I don't know. Like it doesn't bother me at all. Maybe it bothers some people, but to mm-hmm. me personally, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I'm I'm on the fence, to be honest. I could take it or leave it. Right now, I have it off. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's fine. I think yeah. even if I had it on, it wouldn't make much of a difference. But I want to do kind of like a week of it off or maybe two weeks of it off. Because I think I've had mine for a little bit longer than you. I've had mine for like a week longer than you have. Yeah. So I think yeah. all my background processes and software updates shit is pretty much done. So like there's no like battery hit yeah. right now. So I want to see what the always on is like on battery. Because yeah. my phone is smaller, which means that battery life is a lot less flexible. Because yeah. you've got a bigger phone, so your battery is going to be good regardless of what the fuck you do. Right. But bigger so screen like, was all, but but that like, but that evens out with the bigger screen, right? It does, but yeah. generally speaking, I mean, coming from you, I I don't know, I, my twelve Pro Max, I had a big screen on that, and I would use it full brightness for the most part, and I would still finish the day with like thirty percent left. Yeah, and that was on like a heavy day, you know. So like the battery life was insane on that phone, just because it was bigger. So I don't know what this regular fourteen Pro battery is going to be. So far, it seems to be really good. But I want to see what it's like with the always on. Because if the always on is good, then I'll just leave it on. Yeah. To be honest. I think the only thing that sort of... The one part of me that 
trips me out sometimes is that because the displays are OLED, yeah, having an always-on display, even though it is cycling at one hertz, I always think of burning. You know. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm like, I guess just to avoid any like issues later down the line, I would probably leave it off. But I don't know. I it, I think that's more of just like a personal preference, really. Yeah. A lot of people were pissed off at it because a lot of people see the always-on display like the Android boys do it, right? Where it's just like a clock. Yeah. And like that's it. Yeah. So. But the but the no, widgets basically but just the, your lock screen, but yeah, dim. <laughs> dim, but it's also like the widgets for it are like pretty sick. I like the like the like, temp, like you can add any sort of widget for like schedules yeah. or. So it's nice. Yep. It's not like, I think I think it's pretty pretty nice. The only thing I will say that's taking me time to get used to is the notifications coming from bottom. So that, I mean that's yeah, not like an iPhone for iPhone fourteen issue. It's more like iOS sixteen. Doing yeah. it that way, it would be nice if they like. I think what they might do end up doing is like they give people an option for like if they want it at the top. So one of the sales guys that I work with, he had the exact same thing. He was yeah. like, "I don't like how it comes in from the bottom. I want it to go back from the top again." I think Apple's entire reason for coming in from the bottom was just so that like they're like, "Oh, look at how gorgeous our lock screen is," and like yeah. to to make it more gorgeous, we're making it completely uninterrupted. And so all your notifications come in from the bottom so that if you want them, they're there. Otherwise, they get out of your way. Yeah. But honestly, I don't really think it's much of like a justification to change the UX entirely. Yeah. You know? But it's also and I think like... for you, it's going to be yeah. even worse because your phone is huge. So you're yeah. going to have to do that weird like thumb down, <laughs> dislocate, you know, just so that you can start swiping up from the bottom. Yeah. You're going to notice you're like... It's going to be an interesting thing for you because... I mean, you came from an OtterBox on your 11, so you're already yeah. used to, like, the size. Yeah. But I think the screen real estate being bigger, when you're, like, the meaty part of your hand starts to go across the screen, things are yeah. going to start happening. So you're going to have to get used to, like, operating yeah. it differently. Right. This is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the but the accessibility aspect of it makes sense. Like, the reachability from starting down, like, it makes sense. Yeah. It's just I think I think people are just complaining because it's just that's all they've never they, they've never been used to it. Yeah. And all they've ever been used to is like top down, but like Apple does the shit. They like they like revolutionize some new thing and then it becomes the standard, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if more it's companies the... start doing it. Uh, yeah, I was about to just say that. It was like this yeah. is the funniest thing because, so I don't know if you saw the ads I sent you before, but like Samsung went on a bit of a Twitter rant. Yeah. And like Samsung started doing some like waste ass ads that were targeting Apple. They're like, yeah. oh, we've had flip phones for yeah for like over two years. What's the big hold of Apple? Or like, oh, we've had always on displays for fifteen years or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. But yeah. you don't you realize really quickly that like Samsung is usually the first company to follow Apple's footsteps. They were the first ones to get rid of chargers from their phone cases. They were yeah. the first ones to get rid of like their wired headphones. Yeah, the, the three After millimeter Apple jacks. Was. Yeah, literally, Apple was the first one to do it, yeah. and they always follow. Always. Samsung came right after. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're the first. If I wouldn't be surprised if Google decides that you know what notifications should come from the bottom now for, yeah. for Android OS. I mean, you know, it's usually just the case when it comes to the, like you, you don't want to come off as sounding too much of a fanboy, but in real, like the reality is the reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these guys will pave the way, and usually 
companies follow right after. So yep. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing it in Pixel phones first. Yep. But yeah. I mean, like the the overall design of the phone too, though. It's, it's nice. The only, yeah, like you... So I got like the screen protector for like my phone, but I, it came with the protector for the cameras too. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's like more blocky now. But so it's fine now, but like I, otherwise, I didn't like that the the cameras just jutted out like that. Um, their their camera bump is hilarious to me. Yeah, like it's insane. It's just like, I think for you, it's a little bit better proportion. But I look at this shit. Like, the camera takes up thirty five percent of the back of the phone for me. Yeah. Like that's my hand for reference. Like this is a huge camera bump. But I think for your phone, it'll be different because you got more on the back. Yeah, so it's not like, mine, it's yeah, like it's... abnormally scaled. <laughs> but yeah, no, apart from that, yeah, I like the, um, just the aesthetics, like the Pro, like the stainless steel around the, around the edges. I think you already had that on the Pro, on, on the 12 though, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, the, the one, the one thing we will do, we, we did in, this in common though, is we both went for a color that wasn't black. Yeah, yeah, we got tired of that. I, I got, got tired gold. of black. Yeah, you got white. I got gold. Yeah, which is like completely opposite of what we would usually. We've always gotten black ones the entire. Yeah, time. I know, I know. It's, I think I needed a change, and like I'm also like of the. I got a clear case this time because I was like, I kind of like the idea of like seeing my actual phone color because traditionally I always had like a black outer box and like, yeah. I guess I got t- tired of that aesthetic, so I needed to change it up. I copped the orange leather. I know man was trying to get that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good though. I, just, I, I actually got the clear case and I got like stickers from, uh, you know, a red bubble. You can buy like yeah. random designs for stickers. I got the yeah. uh, iPhone in quotations, Virgil Abloh. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of those men's. I know. I saw that just now when you turned it over, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> hey, some, man. A jith, a jith hey, type man now. Pay respects to Virgil, man. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Honestly, man, what has he contributed other than like, like waste looking expensive ass clothes? And now all of a sudden, when you put quotations on a word and paste that word to the thing that it associates with, it's hype. It's hype. <laughs> I could do that same shit with my MacBook. I'll post a sticker that says MacBook on it. And all yeah. of a sudden, it'll be worth a thousand more. <laughs> just, t- just write it with your hand. No, but but it has to be but it has to be in a specific font. I I don't know what, what font it is. It's like Arial or I don't know. It's one of those. But I know what you're talking about. It's really clean. <laughs> yeah, but it, I no, I, I think it's like a generic like word font though. Like it's like yeah, like it's maybe like Arial. A, a default. <laughs> yeah. It might be Arial actually. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be surprised. But just bold. Arial with a little widening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry, it's a nice, it's a nice change. I liked it. I, I, the new purple color, it's it's interesting. Like, I don't know, it didn't really catch my eye. People are like, "Oh, why didn't you get the purple?" I'm like, I don't know, I don't really care for it. I can't see purple. I saw the, I saw it as like blue. I was like, it's just a really disgusting version of blue. Yeah, essentially. I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't get the weird like. I don't know why they 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 push the purple colors so much. 
they're doing that with the phone they did that with the the, the new imax they're like oh check out this purple color that we have yeah it's like i don't care about it. what about the yellow and the orange those look nice but the purple i don't know why people like those so much <laughs> it's just strange to me yeah I, I don't i had a sierra blue for the regular 14 yeah. i'm not i'm not a big fan of those pastel colors they've been like releasing but yeah yeah i i like the the pro line they only they only released that very glossy black for the seven they never released it again do you know which one i'm which talking phil about? had and and yeah, yeah the jet black yeah phil jet black that. yeah yeah that color was insane just because it was black but not only was it insane, Apple literally had the whole, they had a, like, literally a whole ad just on the, the process for how they made, yep. the Johnny Ive video I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, the like, precision, we changed the manufacturing process for this. Literally yeah. just around the fucking fact that it's glossy and like. Yeah. That, man, I don't know. I think, is that Jet Black, you know what it does? It harks back to like iPhone 4 yeah because it was the same type of glossy back yeah or black back of the phone you know yeah man like their ads used to be so nice <laughs> now they're just i think the problem the formula with the current apple ad formula is like shoot some sequences of the device being used in really extreme cases and then overlay some indie royalty free hype music that no one's ever heard of before <laughs> like some weird like cultish type hype indie music yeah because at no point do i recognize any of the songs that they play yeah <laughs> you know because usually like manufacturers will just like especially google just they just license whatever song they want yeah i'm sure yeah. apple could do that too but they just choose not to they always do some like weird music yeah every single time <laughs> but yeah yeah man we'll see i mean i think i think the two of us started to get agree though on the watch on their new uh oh the ultra watch ultra the, have you seen that speaking of ads the ad for that made me want to get that shit i don't know if you saw it if you <laughs> yeah. saw it that ad was the sick ad for that was good yeah i think they they do pretty good job with the watch ads for sure just because they can make them like super hype yeah um but yeah i mean realistically like i think mkbhd he, he said it pro the right way where like if you're questioning whether you need it then you probably don't need it bro this is this fucking the same mentality with everything man if you're questioning whether you need it you probably don't but there's there's wants and needs okay yeah. i could say the same the same argument can be said with what's on my head right now <laughs> yeah that's true but that's different <laughs> that's different because like at the end of the day, your use case can still... It, you can still use it for your everyday use case. But whereas the, the Ultra is specifically made for Garmin boys, you know? I guess. But, I mean, look. Like, even... The, okay, so for context, I'm wearing the AirPods Pro Max on my head. Because I bought them... Or AirPods Max. I bought them in Ottawa as, like, an yeah. impulse. And, like, these cost the same as the fucking Apple Watch Ultra. Which is weird to me. <laughs> But, like, there is no use case for these AirPods. There isn't. Because I could wear what you're wearing. You have the AirPods Pro. Yeah. Like, all I need is that. And I, there's nothing else that's required. This was more of, like, a want than it was a need. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because this whole thing with they're talking about like how high fidelity audio. I don't listen to high fidelity audio. I listen to like MP3s and TV shows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the extent. I'm not taking this outside. I don't do anything with it other than it just sits at home. And if I need to watch a movie while my parents are asleep, I'll put this on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like if I'm doing like a video call like this, that that's the only time I ever use them. Yeah. So like there is a use case for it, obviously. I may or may not fit in that use case. I don't know. But I think with the Watch Ultra, the only thing that piques my interest is the screen is nice and big. <laughs> it's 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 chunky. Yeah. So, I mean, and I get... Uh, they yeah. added something that solves both of our problems. Remember, both of us used to ding our watches against, like, surfaces and shit? Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I know what you mean. I like the fact that it's thick and chunky. And, like, it's, you know, the screen in real estate is big, but... I don't. I don't think I need all those those things, extra things that they've added in there. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like well, I don't need an under. I don't need an again like last time. I didn't know. True, but if I did it more often, maybe. But but like the whole like underwater computer, like was it yeah, like almost yeah. like two days of battery or three days of battery? I don't know. Some crazy shit like that. Like yeah, the the GPS tracking. You can track your steps back, like where you came from. Like I'm not going yep. freaking walking in the wilderness, bro. You know what's funny is that, like, yeah, the dive computer thing was really impressive, mainly because you can go up to 100 meters. Depth, yeah, that's crazy. Which is, like, I could barely get to the deep end when I was a kid in the pool. Right. I was, like, four meters. So 100 is insane. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty impressive. I think that the, the what you're talking about is counting your steps back. That's just the Compass app, but you can set waypoints. Yeah. Which is, okay, is neat only because if you are on a hike, like, there'll be times when, like, if you go on, like, a random hike and just decide to wander, it's probably a good idea to know how to get back. Yeah. But it is a very odd, like, niche use case. The two-day battery life, though, is the thing that, like, for you and I, two-day yeah. battery life is like, holy shit, that's a lot. That's like insane. And I think for both of our use cases, we could probably stretch that to four days, no problem. Yeah, easily. Because you don't do sleep tracking. I do. Yeah. Right? So, like, I could hit three days with mine. Yeah. And you could yeah. probably do four because you would just have it off. Right. But, like, the Garmin boys, that's their biggest argument right now. They're like, oh, my Garmin Vivo Active Smart bullshit does two whole weeks before <laughs> it needs to charge. Or yeah. Like my fucking phone watch thing does one month before you need to charge it or whatever yeah. the case may be. My watch is solar powered. It never needs to get charged. It's like, I think... Apple's sort of attempt at getting that market, I think it's gonna be based on the Alex Honolds of the world. Oh yeah. Rather I'm sure than I'm sure the normal I'm sh- marathon. Yeah. Runner. I'm sure Garmin's shitting their pants right now. Because Probably yeah. It's gonna because that was like the one thing they had over Apple Watch for a while was you know, Apple Watch is more for like casual boys, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that like Apple's coming for their throat, you know. I think it's gonna be a dunzo, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't see those guys lasting. Cause once Apple enters a space, they kind of like take it over, and like yep. it's only a matter of time before you see a Garmin bankruptcy or some shit. I don't know. Don't kill. Me. I don't know about that, but I'll definitely say that. I think you should. We probably give it. I don't know. Maybe like an entire two watch cycles. Before you start to see, because the thing that I'm curious about is fine. They 
packed it feature rich full of a bunch of shit that you can do yeah it's just the watch itself just looks whack <laughs> that's that's that the is big problem it's like yeah in the in the pursuit of trying to be rugged they kind of made it look whack so i, I don't know if it looks whack next... though i i actually like the aesthetics of it i actually like the blocky look um no it's blocky but like they're not um, round it almost looks yeah like a, I know MKB was saying the same thing. He was saying that the the yeah. edges, because it's not like, because even the garments have like the 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 it kind of goes flush with the phone and it kind of you know. But right now it's just like literally like a, a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on your wrist, so. Yeah, I'm sure the design will get better over time, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I I I still like it. I I like to see where it goes. Um, I'm I'm more interested to see of- how yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm. I was just saying. I'm just. I'm glad that like our freaking series four is still supported till now. Like, we're like, but we're like, still. but we're like last on the list of like. Yeah. <laughs> supported devices. <laughs> so I don't know this how much it. longer. Maybe maybe watch ten. Maybe watch OS ten. Well, like maybe I don't know. I think I think this whole conversation always reminds me of imagine if Johnny Ive was still part of the company we wouldn't have these like issues with styling this would not be a conversation facts about how a certain product looks facts because it would be immediately just well known that like it's gonna look sick facts. <laughs> regardless of what it is you know yep that's true like if this guy was still around during like imagine because Apple CarPlay wasn't developed until after he left yeah. So I would imagine if this guy was still around during like when Apple CarPlay was being developed, when the watch was being developed, when the new phones are being, I would imagine. Oh shit! I would imagine Johnny Ive would have tried to find a way to never have a camera bump ever. <laughs> I'm sure he would have. Yeah, because if you remember the camera bumps on the old phones, when he was still like, because I think he was still around during iPhone 10. I think iPhone 10 he was still there. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, the camera bumps on those weren't that bad. I, I think they started getting bad at, like, 12. They started getting bad at, yeah. 10 was a bit more extreme, I think. Honestly, the 8 camera bump was where it should have been. Like, yeah. Remember my 8 Plus? The camera bump on that thing was really small. Yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. The 10 just made it obnoxious. And, like, with 12, they, like, added layers on layers yeah. for the camera bump, right? So it's like, and the same thing with this. I just feel like would, if Johnny Ive was still around, he would have just been like, okay, I don't give a shit. Make the phone thick, but make this whole camera flush. Yeah. Because I think, pe- like, a lot of people, for some reason, they keep saying that they like the they like the shape of, like, the old 8 Plus and the old 7. Like, I have this right now. This is my mom's old phone. That yeah. I swapped. Yeah. For, the, for my 12 Pro. So, like, people are always like, oh, I like the curved sides and i liked how it was like super thin but honestly after using the 12 pro max i would rather it to just be chunk like (laughs) even this it just feels so much better when it's chunky you know what i mean when there's like square edges that your fingers can hold on to but i mean it's It's funny because out of your hand but the curved edges was like for the longest time people are like oh i can't wait for it to go back to the iphone 5 like design language or the 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 round the squared every this happens every time we're like oh i can't wait for it to go back I actually, because on the iPhone 11 was the last year, I, I still had the curved edges. So this is my first flat 
straight, you know, on the sides, but yeah, yeah. I I actually much prefer this. I, I like the look of it a lot more too. It's I don't know because I started doing it. It's just the, more in tune yeah. with what should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. But yeah, it's good. I don't know. Apple Apple's making moves, man. Let's see where they go. Yeah. So I want to pivot because we have to talk about this. I need to uh, address this before we before we leave because we've we've decided to be professional. We've actually set ourselves a window of of time for this podcast rather than making it four hours. Our mutual friend, our mutual friend, uh, last weekend went to a weekend concert at the Rogers Center. Okay. Yeah. He was up in the sticks somewhere. He was he was up up in like the the sort of the grandstands up at the top. Yeah. But regardless, he went to a weekend concert. Okay. And apparently the concert was so great, which it is a weekend concert, so it's kind of by default. My guy comes out of it with a very bold statement. Like a very like bold sort of, you know, it's a hot take. Okay. This guy fully said, "Fuck Drake. Weekend is the king of Toronto." I have I have the receipts here to show you if you would like. This is a WhatsApp message <laughs> that says it here. Hang on. There Sorry, we go. Are, are, are you trying to? He says, "Fuck Drake." Weekend is the king of Toronto. See I just right see the, I just see the pyro was insane. Set was incredible. Oh, oh, maybe it's this one. This guy is the king of Toronto. Wow, that is quite yep. the hot take for sure. That is the hot take. But you know what's funny? So, a lot of I think a lot of people would agree with him because there's a lot of Drake haters in general. So yeah, it's true. Um, are you trying to say we need to have this guy on the podcast to like prove his prove his uh, his point? Well, he does need to explain himself because it, it is very bold, you know. It's a, it's a yeah because this man first of all has never lived in the city, so you know there's there's that factor to play into. He's a Burlington Ute. so so there's that but you know i think if he goes to a drake concert he would probably say the same thing yeah for sure he'd be like fuck weekend drake is the king of toronto honestly drake's drake's tour for scorpion was fucking sick yeah there was nothing that could top that to be honest because that that floor screen with like the floor screen bro not only that but you have to also think shouts out to Theo Vaughn. I knew you were going to bring that up. Theo Vaughn. The other guy. Theo Scudra. Theo Scudra. This guy's photographer is unbelievable. Yeah, facts. <laughs> the black and white pictures he took with that, bro. That oh my God, bro. Especially the one where he's floating. Yeah. And like the confetti's out there, but he's floating. I said, this is peak. There's nothing that can top this. Yeah. You know? Because that's like sicko mode era nonstop. Yeah, yeah. These are like that, the hype that tracks that came off of the, the Dark Lane demo tapes. I was like, okay, I understand. Yeah, that's when I think that was like Drake at his peak in terms of just like yep. his his impact to the culture, you know. As much as we don't like Scorpion as an album, I, I would still think that Drake was like probably top. He still probably is right now, but like right now he's on his like whatever wave he's in. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That that was that. I think that whole tour and the set and everything for that was like next level. But like, have you that seen was Weekend so perfectly Set? Perfectly done. Have you seen Weekend I have, Set? Yeah. It's actually sick yeah, too. It's pretty. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. 
I think you know what it was. Is like the, you have to take in also this stupid ass tour was supposed to happen before COVID hit. Yeah, it was. After hours. This this so is like, this this is after hours tour essentially. Yeah, and so like now I think this also probably plays into my theory too. So, Buddy releases after hours, big retro wave vibes. And he tries to do this after hours tour and then COVID hits and now you're delayed indefinitely. So I think to keep the people in the same mindset, to keep the fans in the same mindset, he probably released Don FM and made it sound like after hours just so that when you get into like concert mode, it's the kind of you're just piggybacking off of the same vibes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because he because uh, I was. I follow a lot of people on Instagram that were at the show and there a lot of the music he was playing was Don FM and After Hours music. Actually yeah. more so more so Don FM. So this is more like a Don FM tour than it is anything else. Because Which makes sense. Right? I mean I'm gonna I'll be quite honest. I don't I didn't like Don FM like that. Like it's it's okay. No. It's um No. After after hours is really good. I I would have loved to see an after hours um, tour. That that would have been sick. But an after hours ex- exclusive tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wish he had played more of his old music too, because it seemed like literally every clip I saw of him at the show was literally like Don FM. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, uh, according to our mutual friend, he did both. But I think he did more. He's like he he, he guy said like oh he performed a bunch of his old classics too. The thing is though, like, I don't know what those old cl- quote unquote old classics are. His old classics could be Blinding Lights, for all we know. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. Or it could be Starboy. Yeah, because like, that technically now is a classic. <laughs> that old as fuck. That yeah. whole album, you know. So, I don't know. I think. I think this guy honestly needs to just get off this retro wave vibe quick, cause because it's it's just getting kind of stale. Yeah. Right now. But at the same time, I feel like Weekend's probably just reached this niche where he goes, you know what, I can make a lot of money off of this. Because I don't know if you started to notice, but literally everybody in the pop world has started to take on the same sound. Yeah. It's like the 80s type of wave. And I'm just like, okay, it it worked with Dua Lipa. It worked with Weekend. But like, we don't need to hear this from anyone else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. But apparently, I got he, our, but he's just like, hey, do you want to go again? Like, to, apparently, he's doing another one either this coming weekend, or like the one after that. I'm not sure. Oh no, I think and he's still done. At Rogers Center for like another tour. No, no, no. I think today was the last one. Oh, was it? Or yeah, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. He did. He he sold out Sky Dome every time though. That's crazy. Yeah. Like the Rogers Center, like to sell that out, is that's a lot. It's definitely impressive. Yeah. Because not a lot of people do that. I mean, yeah. stupid Brian Adams showed up one time to the Rogers Center. He couldn't even sell it out. And, but that guy's a Canadian legend. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. This whole weekend Drake thing is like fine. You know, you can call whoever, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think it all boils down to like who's got the most stake in the game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Both of those guys have contributed a lot and they still do yeah. even though drake is on his weirdo like kind of fruity waves yeah. which it is what it is i guess we just have to let him go through it but you know weekend has that creative house project that he's doing yeah. drake obviously has ovo and everything that 
entails with with that drake lives here i guess you could use that as yeah. like a argument weekends yeah. back in la so i don't know you know it all boils down to like who does what i think the yeah. real deciding factor is nav <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly i liked uh, his his album that he just he just released recently was like not that bad no. like it was it was okay you know yeah could have done better but you know it's not at the end of the day kind of high hopes yeah <laughs> you know nah man I I will respect him the minute he releases Nav 2 produced by Nav Nav 2 Nav <laughs> yeah it has to be cause Nav Nav EP was amazing <laughs> Nav Nav that was funny Nav Nav it's funny if you tell Siri to play Nav by Nav she's like okay now playing Nav by Nav on Apple Music yeah <laughs> And she she won't get it right. She'll only play the song. She won't play the EP. Oh, like yeah, it's just play the album. Yeah. Yeah. So usually she'll go now playing Nav from Nav by Nav. <laughs> yeah, because the first track is Nav. Yeah. <laughs> but on it, when yeah. when he released that uh, that single that he produced himself, I think the two of us got pretty hyped. Oh yeah, 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 like the more old school now for sure. It would, you know, it's funny. Like, we all always want like our artists to like fall back to their OGs, like they're like, yeah. But like that, that never happens. I think when artists go in a certain direction and they like tangent off their original sound and like they like never go back to it, and like that's just been like the case with like a lot of artists. Like, I think about that all the time. Like even with like Linkin Park. With, like, mm -hmm. their first two, like, albums, like, like Hybrid 3 and Meteora, like, they never, they never recreated that sound ever again. And, like, I feel like that's the case with, like, so many artists you can mention, like. Yeah. I think with, with Linkin Park, the, even though they did progress their sound. Yeah. Their progression wasn't so drastic that it mattered that much. Sure. Until yeah. they did one more light like that ep or that yeah. album which was like completely different yeah. right and then when they did that everyone's like oh what the fuck is this like they're selling out blah 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 right yeah think with with like weekend for instance it's also just because people that this is the problem is like the artists will do this first six years of their discography is all the same shit yeah it's good shit you know then all of a sudden they do some different thing where it's just like, hey, we've just been used to you doing this for six years. Yeah. Now you've done some completely different thing. It's yeah. a gamble whether or not it's going to work. With Weekend, you went from beautiful beauty behind the madness to Starboy. Yeah. So you've done two eras, essentially. You did all the balloon shit. Now you're doing the more retro wave stuff. Yeah. So I guess for him, it worked out. Our biggest, I think our biggest example of this is Stupid Logic. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, so he kind of like flip flop, right? Where like, after he got all that shit thrown at him, he like went on this hiatus. He went on, yeah. and then he randomly showed up with No Pressure, which is still yeah. like a banger album. Yeah. And then he kind of just was like, all right, I went on retirement, but then he really didn't. And then he came back with that, with Bobby Tarantino 3, which was like, eh. Like, we, we thought he yeah. was, like, back on his sh old shit. 
But then he came back and he released the, the recent one. I forgot what it was called. I don't know. He released new music. No, remember the one with the record player? And his like, kid is in the album cover? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Logic is weird. It's just like, but, the, but that's a weird thing. It's like, yeah. for three whole albums, he did nothing but Russ-type shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's three whole albums now, all of a sudden, it's, you're listening to Russ. You know, and it's like, okay, please go back to what you used to do. Yeah. But then he does it once and then does some dumb shit afterwards. Yeah. Kanye West would probably be a good example. It's like you had graduation, late registration, college dropout. Then you go to 808s and Heartbreak and everything gets weird after that. You know? But here's the thing. With Kanye, here's the thing. What Kanye does is even though his sound, even though the music might sound different, he has a very specific sound signature. Like you can tell it's a song yeah. produced by Kanye. Like, he, he has a very distinct sound. I think the distinct sound is what you hear now. Where it's like the sample cuts just before the vocals start. It's yeah. very minimalistic. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like that Yeezus type sample type, like, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeezus, Yeezus as an album is like his sampling on, like, steroids. Like, because yeah. he went off. It's like that album, he like Life of off. Pablo type production. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's very minimal. It's almost offbeat. Nothing's aligned properly. So, like, a, to a producer, because it's everything's weirdly offset, you're like, okay, that's Kanye. I can yeah. tell that's Kanye. But, like, right? it's also, like, but the way, like, the vocals, right? Like, the way he, like, utilizes vocals and instruments. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. that's, like, I think that's what differentiates a Kanye song from everyone else, where he, like, he knows how to, yeah. like, manipulate vo- vocals. Yeah, no, I don't have any argument about how his sound, like, his production is still good. I yeah. I like his production. It's just you can't go from graduate like college dropout and late registration are two incredible projects. Yeah. You go from that to the fucking little pump song. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it it's things like this where I'm just like, okay, this is why people always beg for you to go back to your old shit. Yeah. You know? This is because when you do dumb shit like this it's almost like a slap in the face to your fan. Drake would probably be this recent shit would probably be a best example. It's like you go from all these out. Al- okay, Scorpion got weird. Stupid pregnant album got even weirder, and then you go completely left field and do a house yeah, album. Yeah, that was you know. It's like though. where did the drop off happen? It's like at that point you then go back and you say, okay, the last true real album was Views and More Life. Yeah, and then it all fell down from that. Fuck man, bro! I, whenever I listen to More Life, I get so hyped. I know. Whether the Gal Galchester or I think that's the first yeah. track, or bro, when that starts yeah. playing, man, bro. Yeah. I don't know, man. That the whole album it gave me Toronto Baca vibes. Screaming in the background. Yeah, you can hear like you know you know what's what I liked about like More Life and like Views. I, I it was one of those albums, but like there's like a part where like at the end of the track, the like, the wind is rustling. Yes. Yep. Like, that's bro. views. That's all views, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like way that, that. The way that it was produced is so masterful. Yeah. Like, you can hear the wind rustling in the back, and then, like, you're like, shit. Like, it gives you Toronto vibes. Like, you know, like, winter yep. Toronto wind. There's the, um, there's that track with, uh, on views. It's the one where he sampled DMX. Oh, yeah, Are yeah. Are you with me or what? That track. Yeah, yeah. That and one. it starts off with the footsteps in the snow. Yeah, you're, like, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Goddamn. 
You know what I mean? I know, I know. And, it, and it's like a classic R&B track. It's that class, And you can tell that it's 40 who produced it because everything just slaps on the production side. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does, it the does. The kick slaps you in the face. The clap slaps you in the face. You know, and it there's nothing else in it. It's like a little bit of a like, low baseline drone. And then yeah. just... Yeah. That's I, it. Shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, I like reflect on that album and I think Views is definitely like a love letter to like Toronto as a city or like his Absolutely. at least at least like his time that he spent in Toronto like growing up and stuff yeah because even like the you know the beginning the beginning song the, the, the first yeah. the intro yeah right that's what you're talking about when the chick's like you know getting chilly out here yeah yeah you know what I mean it's like that whole thing with the wind wrestling through 40s production coming in yeah it's like you know it almost looks like it's like the opening sequence of a movie yeah yeah it definitely is like that and like the whole album and you listen to it front to back and you can hear winters turn to spring turn to summer turn to fall once the summer comes in then you have pop uh your freaking hotline you have the rihanna track you have yeah controller you got all these like summer bangers one One dance yeah you got four whole bangers on there yeah and like no one complains about those i mean even you and i like them yeah, 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 no. So, but like, but like more life, thing. but like more life was like an extension of that album, but like in all the right ways. Yeah, like it was, damn man, like that that album was sick too. No more. And life, then before, and then before that was, uh, if you're not, if you're not, if you're reading this, you're too late. Like that. Yeah. I go back and listen to that production. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's when Drake realized, like, oh shit, like I am the king of this line like that yeah. sort of thing like yeah, he realized yeah, yeah. like yeah i run this shit yeah 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 that future project was no well there's that and then there's also what a time what a time is also sick yeah yeah what a time that's when what that's a time when is good like hype background music so like what a time is like i think like the new age of like trap music because that's when metro Boomin like became a yep. thing yeah I, I like to I like to think of trap music taking off with the same time Metro Boomin type took off. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Cause you have to think this guy man Buddy's like our age too, which is yeah. fucked up. It's like yeah, it's super weird. It's like this dude has single handedly crafted an entire genre of music. Facts. For better or for worse. But like out of it came without warning as a project. Still the greatest still... trap album of all time. I I I like to one think right that. There yeah yeah absolutely but on the flip side you also have quality control so that's yeah it balances all out you know what i mean <laughs> but he wasn't responsible for quality I, control i don't think so no but you know you're part of you're talking about the genre to begin with oh you're, you're talking about like just like the genre of music right like yeah i'm talking about like the entire sort of the trap sort of ethos i guess Mi- you know, migos the, futures, the metros the migos the the fucking whoever the hell else the little this yeah. little that that pop out of atlanta they all have the same thug gunna yeah. they all have the same sound you know yeah, whatever yeah. you i know you like gunna more but like honestly i just put them in the same bank they're the same <laughs> yeah they're the same type of mans i don't care who it is but like um i think what if you're if you're reading this is too late you have songs like energy Oh, that's that one, bro. That one hits too too hard. <laughs> that one hits too hard, bro. Especially because it starts off with the full automatic rifle going off. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Yeah. What's a Frank yeah, Frank Dukes? That's the guy. That they use a lot of his samples in that that album. That's why it yeah, sounds you're so sick. That. Yeah. It's crazy. This guy goes under the radar. Like it, the amount of like good songs that we like samples. Like they're all his yeah. samples, man. It's actually crazy. Yep. Like this guy is next level. And he's from Toronto too. And yep. like guys like Kanye and like all these big big artists, they like use his samples for shit. It's like crazy. Part of me wonders what kind of what kind of financial structure that's like. I wonder what the royalties are like when you offer those samples out to all these producers who then sample for yeah. other artists. Who then publish that under different companies like it must trickle down somehow i'm you sure know? they make bank yeah i'm sure they make bank yeah they must get like at least a, like even higher off of a sample pack <laughs> yeah literally like 10 15 percent easily yeah i mean it's almost like oliver right yeah yeah because those guys dropped off the face of the planet and yet they built an the entire pop industry seems to be running off of their sample their literally their drum kit you know? Like, I have that shit, and I'll be scrolling through some of those samples, and then I'll hear, like, I'll hear a, a Dua Lipa track, and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> they use the exact, didn't change the tempo at all, didn't change the key signature, I can hear the exact same loop. Yeah. Like, it's it's interesting. It's crazy how, like, the, the electronic space is, like, kind of bled in like that. Yeah. I wonder where it'll go next. I just hope it doesn't go to disco, too. That'll suck. <laughs> I feel like that's the only genre you hate. I don't like disco. I I like it. I like it because of the groove. Production is good. It's just that disco hang on, hung on for a really long time. Retro wave is the new disco, basically. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, yeah. Because the two of us used to listen to retro wave before, back in school, when it was like you know when it was one Spotify playlist. Home. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> when it was just home. When it was like Oliver. Oh yeah, and it was, you know, I wouldn't call this retrowave necessarily, but like Madian first album, Adventure yeah. EP, Kavinsky, you know, Kavinsky, yep. Yeah, those. Even Madian, man, I'm waiting for, for this guy to, to put something out proper, back to his old shit. The one artist that we don't complain about this is Daft Punk. <laughs> because we wait for them to see what the what's new, what the new this thing yeah. is going to be with them, right? But they don't do you shit. I mean, they're, re- they're retired now, but they don't. They don't. They never used to release shit till like decades, you know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like they did it right, where it's almost like every time they release it, it's so brand new. You're just looking forward to the next brand new thing that they're gonna do. Yeah. Because not one time have I listened to Random Access Memories and thought, I wish they did like their old human yeah. after all type shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Never. It's always just been. I can't wait to see what they come up with next. They're the only people that have that reaction yeah well i guess after random access they never really went away right they did they worked with starboy they worked with weekend after that and then after that they worked with they worked with one more guy Mm, i don't think so no no no. they worked with one more guy after shit how am i forgetting this hold on daft they who, who could it be it's 
because they, they haven't really collaborated with that many people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think the weekend was the last man. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Starboy. That was the last project that they ever did with Starboy. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I thought work they worked with, with someone else. Oh, hey, you're you probably know. thinking of Pharrell. No, no, no. I'm not thinking of Pharrell. Because you know how I later uh, weekend worked with the, the other French guy? Oh, Gasafelstein. <laughs> yeah, I'm confusing them with, yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Shouts out Gasafelstein. Yeah. That's really funny. But anyway. Yeah. We're eight minutes over time. We're already pulling the same shit that we used to do. So. <laughs> but yeah. Let's let's uh. Call we'll it keep quits. it professional this time and end it so that people who actually listen to this don't pull their hair out. Going what the hell? <laughs> I'm tired of listening to these fucks. Facts. All right. But yeah, man. We'll end keep it there. Keep it going. You know, keep on top of it this time. Let's not try to go on a one-year hiatus. Yeah, facts. I don't know when our release schedule is going to be, but we'll see. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll figure something out. But yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll make a Twitter page and just be <laughs> wastes. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 All right, man. All right, yo. All right, yo. Until next time. Peace. All right. Peace.